Good morning for Friday, February 17, 2017. Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's making news on the front page. Trump delivers defense of first month. EPA workers fight to stop confirmation. And an aggrieved president stands up for himself. In today's national headlines, GOP makes meager gains on bold to-do list, court rules against florist in same-sex wedding case, and on day without immigrants, workers show their presence by staying home. In today's business headlines, United Health overbilled Medicare suit says, the news was fake, the regret, that is real, and SNAP aims for valuation exceeding $20 billion in IPO. There will be more business stories, more national and world news, a roundup from the sports page, and New York Times columnist Paul Krugman. Now, as selected by the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top story is titled, Trump Delivers Defense of First Month, reported by Peter Baker. President Trump on Thursday dismissed reports about his associates' contacts with Russia last year and vigorously defended his performance in his first four weeks in office in a contentious news conference that showcased his unconventional and unconstrained presidency. At a hastily organized White House event, ostensibly to announce a new nominee for Labor Secretary, Alexander Acosta, Trump engaged in an extended attack on the news media and insisted that his new administration was not a chaotic operation, but a fine-tuned machine. Any challenges, he said, were not his fault. To be honest, I inherited a mess, he said. In addition to his cabinet announcement, the president revealed that he'd asked the Justice Department to investigate government leaks and said he would sign an executive order next week restricting travel to the United States. He promised to produce by March a plan to repeal and replace his predecessor's health care system, followed by another plan to overhaul the tax system. But his 77-minute news conference was dominated by an extraordinarily raw and angry defense of both his administration and character. Trump kept summoning the spirit of his successful campaign after a month of grinding governance to remind his audience again that he won. For a president who has already lost a court battle, fired an acting attorney general and a national security advisor, and lost a cabinet nomination fight, Trump was eager to demonstrate that he was still in command. He attacked judges for blocking his original travel order and Democrats for obstructing his nominations. He denied being anti-Semitic even when no one accused him of it. Trump boasted of a flurry of actions intended to create jobs, curb regulations, and crack down on illegal immigration. The enactment of a temporary ban on refugees and on all visitors from seven predominantly Muslim countries he maintained was perfect, despite widespread confusion and subsequent court rulings blocking it. We had a very smooth rollout of the travel ban, he said, but we had a bad court. Trump offered his first account of his decision to fire Michael Flynn, his national security adviser, for misleading Vice President Mike Pence and others in the White House about the contents of a conversation with Russia's ambassador in December. He said he was not bothered that Flynn had talked with the ambassador about American sanctions on Russia before even arriving at the White House. I didn't direct him, he said, but I would have directed him because that's his job. But, he said, reports that his campaign aides and other associates had contacts with Russia were a joke and fake news put out by the media. 
Russia is a ruse, Trump said. I have nothing to do with Russia. To the best of my knowledge, no person that I deal with does.